much of the Bible, and especially the parts that we love, are the stories of the scriptures. Yet some of the stories seem a little bizarre, a little off, especially in the dialogues between people. What do we do with those stories where people are saying what is clearly wrong? This is Consider It, where we are considering questions regarding life, theology, and the church. Consider It is a ministry of Redemption Bible Church in New Braunfels, Texas. Do you have questions regarding life, theology, or the church? If so, text the word REDEMPTION and your question to 830-299-7505. Again, that's 830-299-7505, and we will consider your question. To learn more about our church and our ministry here, visit redemption.bible. I'm Michael Hawkins. And I'm Blair Cushman. Let's consider it. Welcome back to Consider It. Today's question, should we disregard the words replies of Job's friends since they are considered out of line? Or is there still wisdom in them even though they came at the wrong time? Mm, This is a good question. Somebody's been reading through the book of Job. That's right. It's one of those great books, I think, that we all love, uh, especially the first. Well, maybe love is not the right <laughs> word, but uh, but it, it's, we're definitely intrigued by it. Yeah. Uh, and the tragedy of the first few verses, or the first few chapters, rather. And then we have the, like, 30-plus chapters of dialogue between Job and his friends, yeah. right? The three initial friends and then another guy, Elihu, comes along towards the end and uh, and they're like going round and round in dialogue about the calamity in Job's life and the character of God and the character of Job in the midst of this great tragedy. Right. Um, and then the book of Job ends with God speaking up and he's like, hey guys, I hear what you're saying, uh, y'all wrong. And here's who I am. Who do you think you are? You don't fully discern my ways. And, uh, and the book kind of closes like that. I'm God. You're not. Um, well, it it actually closes then with Job's fortunes being restored and actually multiplied. And so it ends on a, on an equally, uh, high note, uh, in comparison to the low note that it reaches at the very uh, beginning in the opening chapters. But but it is, it's, it's a great question. It's just like, well, what do we do with those middle chapters? Yeah, what do we do with this dialogue? Well, there's yeah. just so much going on with yeah. dialogue between Job and, and God and Job and his friends and yeah. and then God and yeah. Satan and just, yeah. there's, right. it's just. Yeah. There's a lot. And, and, and it's even a great question because it, 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 as we zoom out and think about our Bibles, a lot of, we have a lot of narrative or stories in the Bible. And, and within those stories, we have a lot of dialogue of people talking back and forth. Yeah. And so uh, it, it's a great hermeneutical question or Bible interpretation kind of question. Is like, well, what then do we do with those passages? Because even the way the question's phrased, they've, they've made some interpretive assumptions that Job's friends' replies are out of line or, uh, or or their timing is wrong. If they were right, it was like, well, right, right truth, but wrong timing. And so, um, so in, you know, in the way the question is, is worded, they've made some interpretive assumptions about these things being out of line. Well, how then do we know that they're out of line? Yeah. How can we say that? And, uh, and, and 
you know, it comes back to our hermeneutics or how we study the Bible, those rules and principles that govern how we read and make observations about the scripture and then interpret what God's intended meaning is from the, the text. Right. Right. And so it's a, it's a great question because, you know, we come to look, okay, well, this is clearly in the scriptures. God had intended this to be preserved for we who are his children, for God's people now to read and to glean certain things out of it. Yeah. There's truth in them. But again, we have to be careful because just because in a dialogue portion, just because somebody says something in the Bible doesn't mean it's right. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, and so that's where things of context come in, where the whole counsel of God comes in, uh, where narratives, uh, you know, we need to interpret narratives and the dialogue, the conversations that are happening in light of the instructions of Scripture, those clear commands um, and the way that God's people are instructed to live. This is why historical context is so important about, all right, well, what did God's people have at that time? What was God's revealed revelation to them that they knew how to live in that time? And this, like in the case of Job here, it, it is a little bit difficult to actually nail down in, hist- in, in the history of humanity most scholars believe that it comes somewhere before Genesis 12. And so before Abraham comes on, so before we have the law, before we have anything like that, yeah. is where most scholars would place the story of Job, um, which is which is very interesting then for our interpretation. The reason they do that is because he's, he's worshiping on altars and all that came prior to that yeah. um, in those early days kind of between, you know, like Noah and Abraham there um but that's but even that we don't have necessarily right. definitive proof we know like where it falls but it's like well it's in psalms and where it's well that's our, our old testament isn't organized chronologically it's yeah. organized in a literary sense but uh it's it's plugged in there so okay they didn't have the mosaic law and so how would they then live and all that and what 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 did they know about following the lord and what God actually comes and speaks at the end and just yeah. reveals, hey, this is who I am mm-hmm. and, uh, and and this is how, you know, you respond to me. But but it's a good question um, because so what, what then do we do? Just, just you know, I would actually agree with the question. I think much of what the, what, what Job's friends are saying is out of line. Right. And, and, and some of it is maybe wrong timing. I mean, there's always that balance especially when somebody's grieving when do we you know when do we talk through these things but um i wouldn't i don't know about wrong timing but what it is bringing out for us is the kind of in an overarching way is it is challenging the simplicity of which we naturally as humans think about good and bad you know good things happen to good people bad things happen to bad people right and all of these chapters, all this dialogue is intended here. I think the Lord puts it in the scripture for us uh, to show that, that, that there's the simplicity of that way of thinking. That's not according to God's economy. Right. Um, the, you know, to use a bigger word or, or way of thinking, it's the retributive justice principle, what I just said. Good things happen to good people. Bad things happen to bad people. And we don't naturally have categories in our thinking for calamity being good yeah, or used exactly. by God and prosperity being bad. Right. That, that just kind of like, phew, 
blows our, our, our logical circuits and and yet that's ultimately what is happening. And so each uh, cycle or each round, each, uh, each dialogue and in all of its poet, poetical language that, this, uh, that, that Job has written in is kind of blowing the circuits of, of our way of thinking. Yeah. And so that's what we take away from it because what God is doing is actually through this exposing uh, over and over in the many different angles in which we come to uh, thinking of particularly about grief and suffering, but also our prosperity and our blessing yeah. under the banner of God's sovereignty and the relationship of our sin and and sin being in the world colliding with the sovereignty of God. Right. And so that's where it's like uh, we have to be very careful about saying, well, it's out of line. Yeah. In, in that. But. Yeah, and I think just in light of the question and, and all these things that, that you're talking about as I'm listening, you know, Second Timothy three, sixteen and seventeen comes mm-hmm. to mind that all scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness, yeah. that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. Right. And so do we ignore it or do we right. put it off? Absolutely not. Right. Just because it's could be you know bad we we learn from what they say on you know what to say what not to say in, right. in these situations right. and so right. it's, it's all for our good it's all profitable absolutely we can't just disregard it because yeah. all scripture includes the book of job that's right so we don't just cut out the parts that we don't like we don't just cast them off we can't just like read over it and be like well those guys are dumb you know um because we still have a lot to learn. And, and it's hard. Admittedly, Job is super hard to study. Super hard. You have to get through the poetry. You have to see through all the imagery and to really get to the bottom of, well, what is going on here? And I think our uh, on our compassionate side, our inclination is to actually have a lot of pity for Job and just to assume that Job's position is right and his friends are like attacking him. When the reality is, no, 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 no. Jo- all of Job's thinking is not also right. You right. know, he in, in many cases is trying to justify his own actions. He's trying to like say, well, I'm so good, and 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 the Lord will come by afterwards, and I'll say, no, no, you're not. You know, and so so and even in the way that Job's friends correct him in that, even if they're making conclusions, well, no, you're not, and actually this has happening because you are a sinner. Um, you know, they're not, it's not like, well, Job is always right and his friends are always wrong. Right. You know, yeah. it's, it's actually what we're getting in all of this is, is really kind of a, an exposure to the complexity of how all this stuff works. Yeah. And I think in a lot of ways we're seeing the limitations of our ability to understand yeah. God's economy, as you yeah. uh, mentioned earlier, that, we're we're trying to, or you know, we see them in this trying to make sense of all of these things, yeah, with a limited understanding, and so we're seeing their their wrong beliefs being brought to light as they're chewing on these things because their understanding of who God is and how He operates, right, um, is just right. lacking, right, right. And it's not necessarily, and it's not wrong for them to do it. It's they're it's we're kind of like being. Uh, 
observers of this ongoing conversation that's happening, which is really good for us to even then begin to look at our own life. Well, what do we believe? Where are we believing is wrong um, in, in, in all this? And to, uh, and to see, you know, because we're not that different than Job and his friends. No, absolutely not. And, and we, we can oversimplify these things. We fall right inside whether we're the, the person suffering or the friends coming alongside someone who is suffering. Yeah. And, uh, and that's where this is really helpful, I think, for us to then, you know, because there's kind of, as we think through the question, there's kind of two different things. It's like, well, that we have to, when we're trying to think, okay, how do we bring this back to the word? How do we bring this back to the gospel is, well, the, really what we're getting at is, well, how do we approach the Bible? And, you know, what we've just all touched on is our hermeneutics and what we believe about the scriptures is, no, it is sufficient. It is necessary. It is inerrant. Uh, you know, it is, it, it's, it's enough for us and God has a purpose in it. And so we believe all these things. And so then, okay, well, how do we approach it? Even a book like this or those things where it is clearly, where the, especially in the dialogue we're strong is we need to make sure we're having good hermeneutical principles and also that we do have stuff to learn and we're not just shying away from it because it's hard or complex right but we're studying it and we're doing the hard work and thinking through it but then the 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 flip side of that is is well then how do we apply it right (laughs) i think that's the that 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 also is important for us because words like this aren't just like words on a page and meant for us to study you know this isn't a history book uh you know or merely a history book in that way but okay, well, how do we approach it in our interpretation, but then also how then do we apply it in everyday life? Yeah. Um, because that's where we don't want to just disregard it. We don't want to just toss it out because we do have a lot to learn uh, in, uh, f- from this story in particular, but also even in the, you know, in the what not to do's yeah. <laughs> of, uh, of, of, uh, of the, the biblical stories that we come across. Yeah, for sure. And I think... Um, just as we think about Job and we go here often yep. and you've mentioned suffering multiple times. Yeah. Like this is a place that we go to in scripture to say, okay, I feel like I'm suffering. How do I walk through this? How did Job walk through this? What are the good and the bad? Um, and I just think in light of suffering, one of the things that we have to remember and what Job helps us to do is to fix our eyes back on the character of God. Yeah. And um, I was just... Uh, studying on suffering for uh, Freedom Group the other night, and mm-hmm. you know, we talk about having a hope as Christians in suffering, and this definition of hope was really helpful to me. And I just was going to kind of just share, but it's a confident expectation based on the character of God yeah. that He would meet us in the midst of our suffering. Amen. And I think that as we look at Job and um, and what we're seeing here is that we have to have a, a confident expectation in the character of God. We have to know who God is. Right. And just even as we've been going through Colossians yeah. and, and growing in our knowledge and understanding of God's will, yeah. like this call to, to do these things as we look at carrying this out practically, mm-hmm. um, we have to know who God is. We have to trust and believe in His character um, so that we can then give good, sound advice um, right. and counsel to one another. That's right. And that's really what the dialogue in Job is doing. Right. You know, It is exposing their uh, lack of understanding of the character of God, 
which is really helpful for us as we work through it and, and even in, in our own suffering, that's uh, what one of the primary things that God is doing to us. He doesn't like allow suffering in our life to like test ours. Like, okay, is this guy going to be faithful? You know, like right. the Lord knows who we are, you know, so it's not necessarily, but it's to prove his faithfulness, right. his goodness, his sovereignty, even when life is hard. That's right. And, and, and that's what's really kind of coming out through all of the, the, the conversation here that we have to kind of work through. Um, you know, because in, in some ways, you know, we can like read through this and the best counsel that, that his three friends gave was just for that week at the end of chapter two, where they're sitting with him seven days and seven nights and they're right. sitting in silence Yeah, in the ministry of presence. You know, you'd like to think that they're serving him, making meals, doing stuff, but they're just with him. And we can't diminish, especially in the fast-paced culture in which we live now, where we are always on the go, our schedules are packed to the max, the value of the ministry of presence without saying anything. But then they open their mouth, you know. Then Job begins to talk. He curses the day that he was born. Why am I even alive? And then it all begins. That's right. You know? The floodgates <laughs> open right. and they start to... Right to reason and to, to try to make sense of it all in their own right. limited understanding. Right. I'll be honest. If you listen to our podcast or know, uh, you know, what story in, in our life when back in 2010, my wife and I lost our daughter, Gwendolyn. And so Joe became a good friend, uh, just trying to understand. And so began reading it a lot there. And, and I honestly hated the dialogue chapter <laughs> because it, it was, it was so real. It was so true. And, and, you know, well-meaning people that, that we loved, you know, said hurtful things and, and, you know, and all, all of that. And now just as God has grown and matured us, you know, I'm thankful for even, even all of those yeah. things, you know, and, and, uh, uh, but it was, it was, it was, it was frustrating. Yeah. It was like, we just need to be quiet and all this and not, I wish nobody would say anything. Um, yeah. And, and yet it's in even uh, our blunderous words that the Lord meets us and corrects us and helps bring things out that uh, we may be thinking that is wrong and not true of the Lord and not true of us. And it's in the midst of that then, like you're saying, that God then meets us with a greater uh, revelation of his character. Mm -hmm. Maybe something that we believed on paper or something abstractly, something we read in a book, and now we are actually experiencing like the faithfulness of yeah. God. Yeah, I think just as you were sharing about your your past experience with with Gwendolyn and and well-meaning people, uh, I think so often as we are trying to to counsel and comfort, we want to relate, and right. and when we do that, it's you know we're directing the sufferer's eyes horizontally. Sure, you know it's like oh, like I've experienced something like this or. Oh, like it's it's going to get better, and we have a right. very horizontal view right. of things. When really, what we're seeing in Job is that our job is to to continue to point each other's eyes vertical, right. back to the Lord. And right. I think even as I lost my dad, and yeah. you know, having you know, well, many people say all sorts of things like, yeah, that's great but sometimes the most meaningful things were when somebody just came and gave you a big hug you right know, didn't say anything you could just tell they they felt the grief and the pain and and could relate but it was right. the comfort there and just the, right. the reminder of 
of God as our Father, our, right. our Comforter, right. um, coming alongside us. And right. so, because what's what's interesting, and this may be where it's actually good of his friends is, and not necessarily pointing us horizontal and all those things, but because also we're not wanting to do that, and as we go vertical, but what we also don't want to do is just offer like nice cliche trite things that's right well he's in a better place or you know the 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 well-meaning things to point us back well you know romans 8 28 and all things work together for the good of those who sprinkling the fairy dust of romans 8 28 right right. right. which is true and that's bedrock theology it's what we need you know it's not to diminish the word of god uh by any means uh however it's even even in that it's just trite where and not actually getting into the complexities of all of that. Yeah. And this is where Job's friends maybe are helpful. They get a bad rap for some of this and, and for how, you know, how they just kind of uh, uh, botched the, the whole thing in some ways. And yet they were willing to actually delve into the complexities yeah. and to ask the hard questions yeah. and to do all this. And obviously God corrects them in that. But that's also what we need in suffering, I think, yeah. is those that are willing to, to wade in, you know, with us in a gentle and kind way, but not to shy away from, from the, from from going there and doing and asking the hard questions and, uh, and and bringing us back to the character of God and the trustworthiness of God and His Word and and uh, um, and that's ultimately what what we need in those those moments and it's kind of what we're getting a glimpse of in the in the text yeah i think just recognizing that that truth that we are sinners sufferers and saints yeah and as we we walk through life with one another we're we're remembering the complexity Hmm. um in all of this and so we want to speak truth and love yeah uh, and to understand that sometimes the suffering we experience is based on our personal sin. We've made poor choices that we're, we're suffering through. And sometimes the suffering that we experience is from somebody else's sin toward us. And sometimes yeah. our, our suffering just comes from living in a sinful, broken world, sickness, death, you know, these things that are just because of the fall that we experience. And so being being able to know God, the character of God, who he is, but then also to know one another and to know yeah. how to come alongside and to care for one another. I think of, you know, first Thessalonians five fourteen that we're to right. admonish the unruly, encourage the faint hearted and, and help the weak, but yeah. to be patient with them all. Right. And, um, and so it's like, we want to understand who we are as we do this mutual ministry together yeah. But then to, to point back to the, the character of God, the promises of God, and the hope that we have, right. um, and the promises, you know, of First Peter, you know, the for inheritance sure. that's fixed for us and whatnot. And so for sure. That's the, the soul care coming out of me, I that's guess. Right. But, uh, yeah. Because <laughs> we're pointing each other back to the hope of the gospel yeah. and all that. And, you know, and so yeah. as it comes to, to Job and his friends, like, you know, they, they didn't know the hope of the Messiah, per se. Yeah. But but what's interesting is you get into some of their conversation, you can see the longings for it, yeah. the longings for a redeemer, uh, the longings for someone who would uh, make all things right, who does have an answer to all these things, and uh, um, and 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 it 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 
in a strange way, through the midst of all the suffering, it actually like brings in hope, you know, and and so and even in how clunky it is, you know, and how awkward it is, that's really what what we're we're getting a glimpse of. It makes us uncomfortable. Yeah, that's why we say, oh, this was out of place, is the wrong time, because especially in the complexities of life, suffering. Um, in sin and walking with people, it, it is just kind of awkward. Yeah, it's it's not a this you know perfect little dance and 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 so nice and smooth and it's it's just clunky and awkward and we say things that we wish we didn't and we say yeah. things and maybe you know I wonder how many after you know some of these guys said things if they're like man do I really believe that is that really true you know we yeah. we just don't get it we just have what's revealed to us yeah. and. The, but the but the the cool part is is that the Lord comes at the end and and corrects it all and sums it all up. Yeah. And that's the the great hope that we have even in all these things as we, you know, walk with one another and do this stuff. Is that you know what at the end of the day, the Lord is the defender of His own truth. The Lord is His comforter. He's you know He He will make all things right. Yeah. And just the kindness of Him revealing Himself, right. like coming and saying like. Yeah. You know, asking those rhetorical questions yeah. to Job, basically, you know, proving his sovereignty, um, saying that, like, I got this, right. essentially. Right. And that's ultimately where the comfort comes from. Right, right, right. That's where the comfort comes from. And the obligation on our part is to submit, right? That's right. Yeah, because <laughs> when the Lord starts speaking, he's not all, you know, pandering to them and, and uh, you know, weak and and, uh, and all that. He actually comes pretty sternly and it's like, all right, when God speaks, we we listen, right? That's right. And Job, uh, you know, he answers the Lord and listens in humility. At the end of Job 40, verse 4, Behold, I am of small account. What shall I answer you? I lay my hand on my mouth. I have spoken once and will not answer twice, but I will proceed no further. So I have spoken, but you are speaking now, Lord. I have nothing more to say. Teach me, uh, O Lord, and uh, and I will I will listen. Yeah. And that's the posture that we need, especially through suffering and things like this. And and uh, and I think a great you know humble posture that we take as we come to passages of scripture like this. Mm-hmm. Um, that are more complex and in the dialogues that maybe are more confusing and things is we should say, all right, Lord, you have something to teach me through this. It isn't uh, maybe readily obvious yeah. and jumping right off the page to me right now, but uh, but I know you have something true and good and right to communicate through this, so help me see that's in your good timing. And uh, that's a prayer that I think God delights to answer. Yeah, yeah and I think too, just as we think, about our experience and our, our limited understanding, not allowing that to to dictate who we believe God is. Right. You know, allowing right. His Word to dictate His Absolutely. character and the way that He reveals Himself right. to us. Right. This is, you know, Job is the Word of God and has much to teach us. It's living and active, even to this day. And all those chapters so for sure we can't disregard it but uh, but we study it and love it and glean from it uh, until the lord returns and uh, what a day that will be right amen thanks for tuning in to consider it where we are considering your questions regarding life theology and the church Consider it as a ministry of Redemption Bible Church of New Braunfels, Texas. If you would like to submit a question, text the word redemption and your question to 830-299-7505. To learn more about our church and the ministry here, 
visit redemption.bible. Thank you for your support and listening. Join us next time as we consider it.